So a wild turn of events as we left, even though what, like the uh, the 918, move on from soccer. I'm oh, sorry. this is so wild. We have, we have like a live event going on during the show. Don't let it get caught up. Don't let it bring you down. I know. It's it's okay. So while we went, went to break, they went to – hold on. Let me – I just got a text. Oh, v, VAR check. VAR. No goal for France. So Tunisia gets the win, but it's irrelevant. We're moving on. Or the French, that is. They <laughs> they might have lost, but they won their first two matches. Pathetic. So the defending champions look weak. Uh, Dale at Fair Park Cowboy was getting on me on Twitter. Because his point is Alabama's best player from the portal, Jamar Gibbs. I'm not saying you're not going to get people from the portal. I'm telling you your foundation of your program will not be built on consistently turning over the roster with the portal yeah, if you're going to be a blue blood championship program. And that's not what Alabama is doing. No, and exactly what I said. I, you're not going to get eight starters, I don't think, every year – out of the transfer portal, you could get, I think, four, right? I don't think that's unrealistic every once in a while. You can you can get two that you feel pretty good about, right, every year. But the idea that year after year after year you're going to turn this thing into Kentucky basketball and be successful where you bring in a new crop of freshmen every year slash now it's the transfer portal and year after year after year after year you're constantly reloading in that fashion – and you're expecting to go win and play for championships, it ain't going to happen. The lifeblood of the program has to be the recruiting class. You can have a couple of guys each year, but thinking that you're going to totally restock things every single offseason, it's just it's not realistic. I mean, I understand. I get it. You get good players. The Oklahoma Sooners starting quarterback is from the portal. The guy who's going to win the Heisman Trophy is from the portal. Joe Burrow was from the portal, and kind of in, even in the pre-portal era. But, yes, it's crazy. You want to see a wild, wild challenge that we have? Think about trying to produce this year program. Um, here is, here's the last four text messages for this program. <laughs> Are you ready? Yeah. I, well, there's one I, on the I've, portal. Just I've got out. a favorite. S- soccer is irrelevant. That's number one. That's top okay. of the depth chart. Also, move on from soccer. Then here's one from the 405. Stoppage time used to be around three to four minutes. Proof of the flopping and poor referee management of the games. Yellow cards for floppers. Oh, and then there was this. Didn't think I'd hear something to wrestle with reference this morning. Doop, doop, doop. Big something to wrestle with. By the way, all, all of our World Cup coverage brought to you by All-American Roofing. That's right. I like this, too. The portal should be the cherry on top. Yeah, I mean, listen, I'm not arguing, Dale, your point. You're right, but when people act like Oklahoma should go get 13 guys in the transfer portal and all 13 should be rock stars, that's just not the reality. How did how did TCU talk about the portal this year? Portal wasn't a refuel or rebuild. It was just topping off the gas tank. I there think, it is. I think where Oklahoma fans are frustrated is they have this in – this is to the previous Texas point, too, about – Venables and Oklahoma needs to learn to play the game, right? They're going right. to have to play the game. I think there's a thought out there from Sooner fans, and I'm not going to sit here and argue with you up and down on the radio that you're wrong. Right. I think there's a belief that they want OU to be a serious bidding war player for some of these established transfer portal stars. 
like an Addison, sure. like an on and on and on, a Gibbs at Alabama. Listen, if there's if Will Anderson enters the transfer portal, you should be all over trying to get Will Anderson to your program, right? Or, or Caleb Williams. Or, right. These are dudes that it's common sense. But I just – I think it's changing the game, and I think it's changed fans' mindset. But, you know, I can show you many more places where it hasn't worked to where it has. And I'll tell you – here, you want my old man to get off the lawn on this real quick? Let me give you this, and then we'll get to the uh, the best of the Air Comfort Solutions text line today. I think there is something to be said about valuing and where you are mattering to you. Right? And to me, when you're part of building that foundation and you've been at a school for two, three years, that matters, man. You have a passion for that place you're at. You want to win for that coach, for that fan base, for that program. And sometimes I think getting too carried away in the portal takes away from that. It is, it, so you're telling me that you'd rather go get 13 guys from the portal than have 13 solid dudes that have been built and groomed and developed in your program? I, I'd be willing to fight that fight against you. I don't think that's right. Sure, you bring in some guys, but they got to fit. What has Brent Venables been telling you? They've got to fit. Sure. So. Well. And I know, I know, I'll save you the text, Sean. Fit in six and six. Yes, I understand that. There you go. I, I sent that before you had to. The, um, the culture element is important, right? I, I do think that what you're talking about there, you want guys sure. that they, they came here for a reason, they developed here for a reason, and they want to win at Oklahoma for a reason. And that's why, again, when we just talk top to bottom, the recruiting classes that OU's bringing in, I have said this before, and probably you'll hear me say this again, until we see Oklahoma take chances on this type of player again and again and again and again and again and again, it doesn't work. I don't think that's going to be the case. I think OU's going to hit a couple of home runs on players like in Eric McCarty that are not the four- or five-star kid, right, but from McAllister, Oklahoma, wants to be a Sooner, comes in with a – what is it, blue-collar instead of white-collar mentality, and that kind of it sort of is infectious on the rest of the four- and five-star kids you get in your program. And, oh, by the way, a McCarty doesn't come in, Plank, as a four- or five-star wide receiver, and he's just ready to st- step onto the field day one. No, he does need a little bit of uh, – he does need a little bit of – tinkering right he needs a little bit of molding he needs a little bit of development and then oh by the way year three or four all of a sudden Eric McCarty's a heck of an Oklahoma football player you need guys like that instead of just 15 transfer portal additions and and again I understand the allure of it but you're also not going to get all those guys this this past year was an anomaly and Brent Venables said I don't think he said it was an anomaly but he kind of laid out hey you know maybe we took some guys that you know to, to fit an area of need that wasn't quite what we thought it would be from the 832 of the air comfort solutions text line in your guy's opinion what's a realistic win-loss record for the next couple of seasons i'm asking because i have a lot of friends that really think we'll win eight or nine games in 23 and be in the playoff in 24 i just can't see us being any better next year than maybe seven wins based on the sunshine pumping junk we got to watch this year well, and, and this is not me trying to be Sun, sunshine pumping junk. 
<laughs> All right, go ahead, Josh. This is not me trying to be super pie in the sky here. Oklahoma was not altogether far away from 10 wins. They weren't. Now, I won't offer the we're close because I do think there's some serious problems that need fixing at Oklahoma. And I think those problems existed here last year, by the way, too, before Brent Vittables and this staff got on campus. This is a program in general that top to bottom needed in a culture overhaul. Right. Because you can't just you can't be in the business in college football of winning games by one score every single week, right? It's a college football set up for the Michigans and the Ohio States and the Alabamas and the Georgias to have more than everybody else and for it to be a clear illustration mm-hmm. that Georgia and Ohio State and Alabama and Michigan and Oklahoma have more than Purdue and Iowa and Wisconsin and Nebraska, on and on and on. And we've seen that play out for the most part, most weeks for Michigan and Ohio State and et cetera, right? They're not in the business every single week. Now, yeah, they've played some close games, Plank, but not every single week are they scratching, clawing, trying to get to the finish line. That being said, Oklahoma's not that far away from winning two of these four close games that they lost. The, okay, let's just go through this. Arkansas State, SMU at Tulsa. That's your non-conference next year. Win, win, win. Yeah, I'm really excited to go to Tulsa next year. But it'll be a first-year head coach. If it's G.J. Kinney, Brennan Marion, Justin Fuente, Matt Wells, whomever, it'll be a first-year coach, and they're going to be breaking in, I think, a new quarterback. But the the, the backup to Brennan played quite a bit last year, too. Um, SMU's pretty good, right? But they're coming here. And no Tanner Mordecai is finally done with his collegiate eligibility. Um, Arkansas State has kind of st- – it's been a bit of a stumble. You know, honestly, you, you probably you probably won't have a non-conference game where you wonder who's going to be favored until 25 when they play Michigan. The, the thing that's hard to talk about for next year is I don't know what that Big 12 schedule is going to look like because you're slated to go to Kansas State, right, and they're going to be pretty good. You're slated to go to Kansas. You're slated to go to Waco. You're slated to go to Stillwater. Who am I leaving out? Um, but that's those in are, flux exactly. But are you going there? Are you going to have a trip where you're sent to, where you're sent to um, Cincinnati? Are you going to have a trip where you're sent to Orlando? Are you going to be sent to BYU? So, and I don't think you're playing all four of the new schools that are coming in, but right. probably you're losing two that would have been on your schedule, and you're picking up two that weren't going to be on your schedule, right? I mean, that would seem to be the most sensible thing for everybody in the league, right? That you don't play all of the new, you play half of the new, and you lose two of the old. Whatever bowl – from the 918, here's a text that says, whatever bowl Sooners get. I hope they go out with a win. Seven and six, if not a losing season, six and seven, not a good look, not good at all. Well, the, the good news is by the time we get to the bowl game, the signing class will be signed. So my man Kerry Murdoch's concern of making sure that all the recruits stay put will be at least tested by the time they play a bowl game. Have you decided which bowl game we're a fan of? I've Last week's bowl projection was the first time I didn't see him at all in a cheesy bowl projection. I would – I'm probably most rooting for the Tax Act Houston Bowl right now. That's that's kind of my go-to. Would it, would it be cool to go to Phoenix and play? Yeah, you bet. Chase Field's awesome. Um, or at least it looks awesome. I don't know how it'll set up for a football game, but I that wouldn't be bad. But yeah, I think I'm kind of rooting for the Tax Act Houston Bowl or the Liberty Bowl. 
Why those? Liberty Bowl's a good party, and I'm not a party guy. Just, I'm thinking more for the fans. Memphis, and you would have maybe Arkansas fans there, so you can start that future rivalry. Liberty Bowl would be great because this is not a year made for Oklahoma to go to prestigious bowl games, Absolutely. right? I mean, it's you're just you're not going to one of those, so you might as well go somewhere that's sure. sort of a little bit of a party destination. And but, have some fun. But, yeah, that's uh, that's what I would say. Um, from the 402, seems to be a lot of smoke around Rashad Samples as the OU wide receiver coach. Okay. Um, g- good. He seems impressive. I don't, I don't know how you would decide between the names that are mentioned which one you would look at and would be a home run. Rashad Samples, younger. Jeff Scott, more experienced. Both dynamic rep- recruiters. And LaDamian Washington – if he is, I mean, I know he's out recruiting whenever they're, when that dead period is lifted this weekend, he's going to be all over it. So the uh, Rashad Samples thing, obviously highly qualified, nice track record, all of that. But is there a little bit of trying to jump off a sinking ship there in Los Angeles? Yeah. Probably so. I mean, they won the Super Bowl, they've been terrible this season. I know that Stafford's health is a big reason why I get that. But, uh, you know, there is a little bit of – some of the shine is worn off there. And we're going to see – I mean, you got a head coach down there in Los Angeles that might not be the head coach by this time sure. next year. I, I will say, though, of over the last few coaching hires that have taken place, even going back to when Lincoln brought in DeMarco as the running backs coach and Joe John Finley, whatever you guys are hearing or seeing on social media is usually pretty much dead on. You know, I don't know if it's just talking to recruits or what, but – we haven't been too off as far as what assistants are coming here. Oh, do you see the name that was floated for the UNLV job last night? No. DeMarco Murray. Oh, really? Yeah, that was a TV guy in Las Vegas, and so I didn't put too much behind now, it. he does have the Vegas ties. It's true. So, yeah, I mean, from that standpoint, it would make sense. I just think, generally speaking, if you're DeMarco Murray, you wait to leap until you have something bigger and better than that, though there's nothing like head coaching experience to get other big-time head coaching jobs, success as a head coach. Uh, Curtis B. says, uh, Chris and Josh, don't you think Coach Venables had to use the portal more the first year because all of the 2019 recruiting class is gone and the numbers were low, but it seems that talent is getting better. I think he he kind of answered that, right, in what we played? Yes. Venables did what he had to do. But it sounds like if he could have it back, several of the evaluations they wish they had maybe gone a different direction. Uh, 580, quickly. Uh, I, I seen a deal. Sound like me trying to speak. I love it. Where some Texas fans would rather have Theo Weiss over Xavier Worthy. Okay, we'll work a trade. <laughs> yeah. It, it, stop it. There's no Texas fans saying that. We'll work a trade. Is there? There better not be. Uh, I will say the tweet this morning had me cracking up so much that I saw, and this was from uh, who was it? I'm Der Batman. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, did I did I retweet a bad account or something? Because I got about three mentions on it. Oh, like, were, did they say whoa, whoa, whoa? No, nah, just hold on here. Kansas. City. No, that's uh, okay. It got retweeted into my account. So. That's a substantial OU account. Okay, fair enough. Um, like at. Texas underscore Hookham tweeted, so happy Xavier Worthing is staying day made and like gets a bunch of likes. And literally someone responds, confirmed. Someone else, seriously, did he say that? And the next response is, <laughs> nah, I guess he could still leave. I'm like, 
What are we? What are we doing here, sir? This is a Wendy's. It's like the. Uh, it's like the time the Thunder player went to the OU women's basketball game. Yeah. And the first comment is, "Well, it should make sense that he's there. His sister plays on the team." <laughs> and literally, the next response was, "His sister doesn't play on the team. She plays at ORU." And the next response is, "Yeah, I just kind of thought so." You're like, "What are we?" <laughs> Don't say that if you don't know. What are we doing out here, people? Uh, but no, I I would take Xavier Worthy every day, uh, twice yeah. on Sunday over Theo Wees. No offense, Theo. A uh, guy from Guy, a bad defensive team, had that one guy. We need four of those, not one, Josh. <laughs> now, Josh's point, that's, that's a callback to the first hour, is that one difference maker, right? That one guy that whenever you know – it's third and two, or you know it's it's a fourth down. You're going to look up, and boom, there's somebody to account for. There's Roy Williams that's going to be right in the middle of it. There's freaking Teddy Lehman coming in. There's Curtis Lofton. There's Rufus Alexander. You know that guy is going to be and, right in the middle of it. And I'm that not play. putting this name with those names by any stretch, okay, because you're talking about legendary Oklahoma Sooners right there. But I did think Jalen Redmond was going to be a big-time difference maker up front for the Sooners this year. And that just did not materialize, Gosh, man. There's so much good stuff. I'm glad I went back to the prep page. This is from the 405. What if the coaches have already decided who within the locker room they want to win the recruiting war on and who they don't, which is kind of the point we brought up? Mm-hmm. It is reasonable to believe that there are players within the locker room um, that the coaches would rather not have back. I'm not saying that Theo would be one of them right now, but we don't know because we're on the outside right 100%. A hundred percent. And here's the thing. There are guys that are enormously popular on social media with fans because they'll interact with them, which is smart. And they'll, they'll respond to them and they'll do things if it's media wise or whatever. It's smart, right? I'm not saying anything bad about it, but just because they're popular with you doesn't mean they're popular with the coaching staff. Just because you're a fan doesn't mean that the staff is a fan. And of, I think, of at least the production. Right. There is there is a lot, I think, of that that might be out there, so to speak. But I will add, I will add, yeah, they've absolutely made those decisions. Those decisions have been made. About who, who you'd like to see yeah, stay exactly. and go. Right. And, and I'm sure that's all that's all been communicated. But tomorrow's December 1. Yeah, we're entering a crazy time for recruiting. That dead period is uh, is over, and it's time to roll. Here's something to – and I know we kicked this around a little bit yesterday, but just on that subject of they've kind of made their minds up on maybe some that they'd like to stay and some they eh, – it wouldn't hurt our feelings too much. Think about this. How crazy is next Monday and Tuesday going to be at OU? Next, oh, it's, it's going to be pretty crazy. On both sides, incoming and outgoing. I mean, I'm – And really just all of next week, I guess, right? I'm sitting here right now praying we don't have a remote next Monday or Tuesday. Just please, no. We're going to be – just let us sit here in studio. Because <laughs> there's going to be a lot to hash through. There's going to be a lot of ang- – guys, there's going to be people. Give me a, a more family-friendly family family word Steamed. for it. There you go. There's going to be some steamed people. Perturbed. Disappointed, maybe. But TO'd. There's a lot of really good stuff still to get to. So let's get a break. We'll come back. Hit a quick version of the top five stories of the day brought to you by Newcastle Casino right here on the ref. Are you playing yet? Uh have you decided are you gonna play in the bowl game? 
also, uh, I wouldn't be, you know, wouldn't be right if I didn't ask you about this. There's reports out there. At least people are saying that you're potentially going to enter the portal. It opens in six days next Monday. Thoughts on the bowl game, and are you going to be entering the transfer portal, Mr. Weiss? For both of those, uh, I haven't fully came to a conclusion yet. I just still been talking about my family, just trying to figure out what they think is best for me, what I think is best for me, and uh, just continuing to talk to the coaches as well, too. But I, I'm not in no rush to make no decision. I know I love Twitter Nation. No rush. Dayline 11 minutes ago. Theo Weiss has put his name in the transfer portal. Who, who is that? Who, who is it from? <laughs> well, it's from himself. He oh, put okay. it on Twitter.com. Gotcha. Well, best of luck to him. Certainly, <laughs> you know, he, he did put his name in the transfer portal, took it out, came back, gave it another run, man. And it just didn't work out the way that he wanted it to work out. Right? Right. So best of luck to him, whether that's here. Well, it's not going to be here. At USC, wherever that may be. It's funny because I will never forget the excitement of that trio of receivers signing with Oklahoma. Flipping Jaden Hazelwood from Georgia, staying solid with Theo Wease. Why did I just blank on the third guy? Trajan Bridges. Trajan Bridges. If you listen to this show, it's Trajan. Historically. Um, But – I mean, there was, there was so much hype. Think about go back two years ago too. You know, think about the well, two years ago, last season, the off the off season camp when Bridges got cleared and everything was good, and then all of a sudden, I mean, all, all the buzz coming out of camp. My gosh, him and Rattler have a great chemistry with each other, and then he gets in trouble and he's gone. And then after this year, Hazelwood is gone, and then or after last year, I should say. Now after this year, it looks like Theo Ease is officially gone. It is. Mm incredible the way that those stories have played out for that trio of five-star wide receivers. I'm not going to say that no way in a million years would I have told you that's how it would have played out, but, man, if you would have told me legitimately, Plank, that Jaden Hazelwood, he's okay. He, he was pretty good. Pretty I mean, good. He couldn't stay healthy. But if you would have told me that not one of the three would have been a a game changer in NFL type talent at OU, I would have said, Oh, come on. You're just you're just an Oklahoma hater. You're right. you're a total hater for you to sit there and say that none of the three are going to work out in uh, a CD lamp type fashion is ridiculous. They're five stars for a reason. And yet, here we are for three different paths and three different reasons. None of them worked out to the degree that you would expect a five star to work out. Unreal. Absolutely unreal. Believable. So, uh, Theo Weese told Dusty and Gabe on strengthening Oklahoma yesterday that he was going to take his time and you know try, try to let things play out. Well, he he has officially announced that when the portal opens on Monday, he will enter the portal. Time done been took. Hey, dude, time flies every now and then. You know, <laughs> you you look up, and the next thing you know, it's like, oh wow, college football is over. How did that happen? Do you re- okay? Here's here's an interesting note for you. Do you remember where that 2019 recruiting class finished in the team recruiting rankings? I want to say it was like sixth or something. There you go, number five overall. What a wild class to look back on, people. Oh, it's dissolved. What a wild class to look back on. Yeah, just on. Run, run down the names real quick. Right, I mean, we know those receivers. Okay, well, well here's, here's – let's go through those that transferred, okay? Oh, my goodness, okay. 
Austin Stogner, Spencer Rattler. Old man's got to zoom up the focus on this Rattler. a little bit. Ready? Uh, Austin Stogner, Spencer Rattler, Jamal Morris transferred. Yep. Theo Wies, um, Joseph Wete. Obviously, oh, Finley Felix. He never by, – by the way, I want to say this about Finley Felix. Finley Felix might not have worked out when it came to on the field, but, man, he is grinding. He's doing some great things right now. So, Finley Felix never worked out, but I'm proud of him for what he's been able to do post-school. Um, let's see, who else has transferred? Jaden Hazelwood. So, you had six guys. I'm sure there's a few more in here. They're just guys that never really materialized. Do, do this for me. Okay, go ahead. Run down that list of players, and you can you can scroll as we go. From 2019, who are still here and difference makers or have been big-time difference makers from that class? What does that list look like? Mm. I would say that – and you tell me if this is – There's three guys. That may, maybe, come to mind? Yeah, three. Uh, who are they? May, okay. Let me give you these names, and you tell me if you would count them. Okay. Marcus Major. No. Woody Washington. Yes. Jaden Davis. Mm, we saw it at times this year. I would say incomplete. LaRon Stokes. That's going back a ways. And then even in his final season, he wasn't much of a difference maker. Oh, here. Ramondre Stevenson. Yes, yes, yes. David Aguebu. Yeah. Okay. So out of this, the number five recruiting class from 2019, uh, Aguebu. Ramondre Stevenson, who's obviously graduated and moved on, and Woody Washington. I think what's wild to look back on this to me is how many guys that I just, whenever I saw them play, I thought, he going to be good. Stacey Wilkins was on that list. Marcus Hicks is still here, right? He's moved from the defensive line to the offensive line, so maybe development helps him out. Yeah, and there's going to be opportunities on the offensive line next year. I- I'm not I- yeah. he would not be toward the front of the pecking order for me in terms of who I expect to step into a starting role or a leading role, but can't totally write time of death on his sooner career. Sure. Yet. Right. No, absolutely. And another one of those another one of those guys that is, I think, very popular with the fan base. And part of that is his dad. You know, his dad's very active and not in a confrontational a-hole way on social media. You know, he's always building the guys up. And I think that matters. I think that is something that's good sure. whenever you have a guy that maybe is, is struggling to find his place a bit. I'll never forget whenever I first saw Jonathan Perkins. And, again, this isn't a knock on Jonathan Perkins. I was like, I don't, I don't think this guy's ever going to step on the field. And then I've I've heard some of the recruiting stories about him. How it's kind of a last minute thing. Jamal Morris was a first bus, uh, first guy off the bus guy. I still don't know what happened to Corey Roberson. I get did he transfer out at some point? I completely missed it. And he played a little bit last year, did he not? Yeah, I thought he was going to be in the rotation this year. Hell, he might have graduated. So here's the question I was going to ask: In J and Doma Ogar. Which was a name Toby and I worked really hard on learning that we never got to use. <laughs> well, that's the list we need to compile. Lists of names that you really didn't need to learn that you did learn. It's pretty wild to think of this 2019 recruiting class, that it was the number five overall recruiting class, and there's two guys that should not have been on a D1 college football team, and Jonathan Perkins and Tidy Armin. I mean, it's just like, how does that happen? How does that happen? Well, our, our friends at... 247 Sports and Rivals and On3. Sure. Might have missed one here. Might have missed one here. Hey, 
the number like of guys that you get in a class, let's call it, is 23, a, a 20, even 20? Uh-huh. Is that an average number you would say? Sure. Like you can get up to what, 25 plus transfers? Right. So let's say 22 players you bring in on average, right, each year? Right. Do you need to hit on 11 of those, half of them? Oof. Like what would you say is the number that realistically you need to hit on on average in each class in order to play for and win championships? Because obviously in 19 they didn't do that. Oh, gosh. And we could probably do the same to, exercise, which we'll with give it some each more, class. Again, breaking news, Seth Theo Wee's officially in the transfer portal. Uh, this is this, And actually, this, is, uh, this goes against how many of our current starters are transfers. Um, welcome to transfer portal football. This is exactly why you shouldn't get overexcited about high school players. I think the miss ratio is much higher on portal guys than it is on high school guys. I really do. You do? I really do. I think you miss more. I think you take fewer portal guys, but I think there's more misses. Um, your offensive line is littered with portal guys, right? But, again, that's one area I think that you look at where you're always going to have success. And really what the portal was, was guys. There, was there one defensive startle that was a portal guy? Key Lawrence consistently. C.J. Colden came on late in the year, but it was mostly well, Jay Lawrence Davis. Was from the year before, too. Right. I just – I don't – I mean, I, I don't necessarily think that's true, sir. And in the middle of things, you know, Jeffrey Johnson, they had such a rotation there. Isaiah Coe was a Juco guy. Theoretically, and maybe the coaching staff did know this, by the way, Plank. That's the, you know, piece of this I think we got to keep in mind is it could have just been plugging holes just to simply plug holes because of the numbers situation. But uh, hypothetically, theoretically, I feel like you should have a better idea of what you're getting out of the transfer portal than a high school guy. You, you would think so, right? Well, I mean, it would lend itself to that. You've seen, in a lot of cases, these guys play college football. And now, whether or not that's major power five college football, okay, that depends on the player you're bringing in. But generally speaking, the evaluation, you should have a better idea, I would think, there. Um, wait, wait, let's look here. Real, where did you find that portal list yesterday that you that we were looking if at? If you just pull up the uh, – The recruiting class for yeah, Insider.com? Yeah, you'll find it. It'll be at the bottom. Okay. So, if we go to football recruiting, and what is it? Got to be under team rankings here? Boy, I'm really terrible at navigating this. All right. So, the Sooners are at number seven this year. So, obviously, no one is listed as a portal guy quite yet, though – if a Kendall Dolby stays committed, he's getting a lot of love. That would be considered a transfer, right? Because he's coming from a, a junior college. Juco guy. But looking back at 2022, and it's kind of unknown on the on the freshman side yet. Here's, And I think we did a little bit of this yesterday. Would you say that – and Tyler Guyton's still an unknown, right? Could, I mean, he, could develop into something really good. So let's consider him a hit out of the portal, Okay. Let's, let's, let's be optimistic. Let's be optimistic. So of the 13 portal guys that are just listed here, Guyton, Johnson hits, right? C.J. Colden hit. Gabriel. Gabriel. Yeah, absolutely was a hit. I mean, do, do, you, do you include Matar? I, th- I think you McCain do. Matar. Okay. For, for what you were expecting, I think you got that. And Jonah Lula? Probably, yeah. Oh, that's almost hit. half. So li- that, that's not too bad coming out of the portal. When I don't think right, and I think that's the anomaly, right? Now, but when I don't know about like what this recruiting class is going to look like going forward, because literally, 
I mean, you only saw true reps from what? One guy out of this recruiting class on a consistent basis, and that was our Mason Thomas, right? You saw a lot of uh, Gentry Williams later, and Javante Barnes, I guess you would add to that list. Oh, yeah, yeah, he got, so, he got a lot of run. I mean, at least for immediate returns, Josh, that's a higher percentage for OU out of the portal, and that's what you're looking for is that immediacy of it. Yes. But I would say in long term, I would hope that of the 22 people that were signed out of this recruiting class – the Sooners would have more than, what would half of that be, 10, 11? 11 that end up being consistent contributors. That's your hope. And if you can get that to 15, to where it's legitimate depth pieces that you feel, okay, maybe this guy's not a starter for us, but if we get into a pickle, if we get into a pinch, we are comfortable with this individual going out there and making some plays for us. That's where you need to be, right? Where you stack a couple of those back-to-back, yeah. and then that gets you to uh, your – you're 44, right? That's your two deep. That's right. That's right. Um, and and listen, guys, we're Sooner Co Wetzel um, for the 972. We're sitting here looking at the roster. You don't have to be sitting in all these transfers. <laughs> I mean, we we understand it, right? But you had like two starters on defense that were from the transfer portal, and one of them wasn't even a starter until the season progressed. So you're not. It's. I'm sorry. You can sit here and point. It's not going to be the way that this program is going to be built. It's going to be the cherry on top of the Sunday. Well, it had to be this past year because of the numbers of the roster. I don't know why that is so hard for people to comprehend on this program right now. And yeah, they can do better with some of the hits out of the transfer portal. But Plank, what did the transfer portal season get you? Six and six. Six and six. So I again, I rest my case. This why are is you guys the, fighting for this? I don't understand it. Not the way that you want to long term do business. Alabama, yeah, and Alabama has the number like two recruiting class out there from the last four years. Would you rather have a bunch of dudes out of the portal or the number two recruiting class? I think you take the number two recruiting class. That's just me. Unless you're getting Caleb Williams out of the portal. <laughs> yeah, there are exceptions to every rule. Gosh, okay, listen, th- this show is, is bleeped right now. I feel like Kyler Murray talking about where we are schematically. So we got a break. We got a break. When we come back with top five stories, I'm going to close the Air Comfort Solutions text line until our last segment next. I didn't have to laugh at this. 405-651-3439. That's the Air Comfort Solutions text line. Might have been the uh, tweet of the day from the 918. Theo is getting more attention from you guys than he did from Dylan Gabriel all season. Well, how much of that is Dylan's fault and how much of that is Theo's fault is, I guess, what you could ask if you want to feel better about it. And how it. much of that is stinking getting rid of Kale Gundy's fault? Boy, wait, a lot of that came up. Someone called Michael Turk touchback Turk. <laughs> that's pretty cool. Boy, that's, that's cold, man. Um, just a quick hit on what would have been the Newcastle Casino top five stories of the day. And by the way, this whole 11 a.m. hour has kind of got away from it. Uh, uh, says it's brought to you by Mop and Roofing, only because we re-entered that conversation about, you know, with Theo Wee's officially entering the portal, you know, building through the portal as opposed to building through recruiting. Everyone wants to build their foundation through a solid base recruiting, period. Um, and then you can cherry pick whom you want from the, the portal. That's That's the goal. You don't want to go out and have to get 16 to 20 guys from the portal every year. It's just not – 13 to 16 guys or whatever. It's not sustainable. And, I mean, it's not always going to work. Anyway. Um, if, if if that's what you're counting on 
to be your main cogs, key contributors, starting players for you. It ain't going to happen successfully. Or, or here's the other part. You better have the most amazing NIL deal on the planet. Sure. And you better be somehow uh, subtweeting in a way that's not going to get you in trouble with the NCAA, though does that really matter, uh, to make sure these guys know what kind of packages are out there for them. And maybe I'm dead wrong on this plank, but I just don't know that Caleb Williams and Jordan Addison are going to be in the transfer portal every single offseason. Exactly. Uh, but some of the stories we would have hit, there's breaking news in Morgantown this morning. They have hired Oklahoman Ren Baker as their athletic director. Love Ren. He's fantastic. He started athletics at Roger State University and did a great job at Memphis. I think from Valiant, Oklahoma, I want to say. Stud. So he's taking over as their athletic director, and it looks like Neil Brown is sticking around for another year. Meanwhile, Hudson Card is in the transfer portal. We'll wait on Xavier Worthy. Tonight, the University of Oklahoma women's basketball team returns to the Lloyd Noble Center. They square off against Northwestern State. That's this evening, 6 o'clock. Make note, 6 p.m. tip. We'll have it for you on our local affiliate in Norman, our flagship, Sports Talk 1499.3 FM. Northwestern State, of course, program that I despise because the only college game I've ever broadcast I had to do on a cell phone. Filling in for the Northwestern State Radio Pro I forgot broadcast. about that. Yeah, I'm so excited. And literally whenever they – they're hey, your equipment's not working. They're like, yeah, just uh, just do it from your phone. <laughs> there wasn't a lot of care about making sure you had the highest quality there was there. That was uh, – I don't know. Northwestern State, make it right this time around. Basically Josh, good equipment, and let him go call the game. 14 playoff rankings, nothing really too surprising. Um, I was I was joking whenever I was walking around cussing myself out in the hall that I had all this audio ready for the show and we spent our second day fighting over the transfer portal because of you people <laughs> on the Air Comfort Solutions text line. But uh, Boo Carrington, I, it, it was funny. I went back and I was listening during a couple of breaks. Uh Boy, he really was standing by that he didn't say that about Oklahoma, about uh, Alabama and Ohio State's rankings, and they had to say three times, "Boo, you said it. You 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 literally said that." There's no. It got uncomfortable at one point. We're like, "Bro, that's exactly what you said." But no surprise. One Georgia, two Michigan, three TCU, four USC with Ohio State and and Alabama. In the top six. Kansas State sneaks into the top ten, so at least we have one top ten matchup in the championship games, in the Big 12 championship game. Uh, and the United States wins over Iran. They will advance to the knockout stage. Here was the final call on Fox. Rezaan back inside. The U.S. players are gassed. Iranians are up. It comes into the box again. An Iranian player looking for a penalty. And the game is over! Exhale, America. They're on to the knockout rounds. We will see you Saturday from Khalifa International Stadium for the United States against the Netherlands in the round of 16 of the World Cup. There you go. So there's a quick look at what would have been the Newcastle Casino top five stories of the day if we weren't fighting all day. But I love you guys. It's been a good. It's been good back and forth, right? Oh, it's been a fun fight. It has. It hasn't been bad, and I and I think at the end of it, you know, we all kind of agree, it's not a sustainable way to build your program. Um, Newcastle. Well, Casino. not if you're not going to play the game. It's not. Place your bets in the OTB at Newcastle Casino, conveniently located off I-44, exit 
107. And I will say this. After spending the day at Newcastle Casino yesterday, a lot of security. A lot of security. They got you protected and taken care of. All right. When we come back, we'll put a wrap on the Plank Show with the best of the text next. Okay, so I want to magnify this to uh, my man here from the 405, just, just so we're clear. Final text of the day. I have no power. I'm just going to make – you might say, can you – no, I can't help in this. Beyond people that ask for tickets or access to anything, I'm just – I'm useless when it comes to that stuff. I'm just – hey, can you get me tickets? No. Any chance you can have me meet Coach? No. I just I'm, – I'm, I'm powerless. Anyway, uh, 405. Can you make an announcement to OU fans? Please, they're embarrassing us on social media. They need to stop on the hate on players because they're leaving. They're making the best decisions for them and the team. I would bet a lot they have meetings with coaches before deciding. Please, fans, stop embarrassing us. Well, Theo Wee's officially entered the portal this morning, or I guess I should say this early afternoon. But I would say I wouldn't hate on anyone because you – even if they don't sign with you out of high school because you never know when they could end up or the impact that your dumb tweet can make. Sure. I mean, some stupid Seattle Seahawks fan got 300 yards put on him because they were talking trash to Josh Jacobs. So, I, I There I, you have it. I really don't think that had anything to do with it. But, yeah, just don't be dummies And on I would also media. encourage this texter and other fans, look, I, we're not going to be able to police the fan base for you. And the fan base, there's going to be some bad apples in every single one. You bet. And, and that stinks, but that's the reality of it. And the sooner you realize that it ain't going to all be perfect, the easier and calmer your life will be. See you guys tomorrow. Steely and Thuner next.